Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. A 17-year-old passed the California bar exam, Tony. What were you doing when you were 17? I'm Tony Kornheiser, just hanging around Kitty Hawk with my best friends, Wilbur and Orville, wondering what they were going to do with the rest of their lives. Everybody, you lost everybody yep. attempting to watch. Nobody who knows what streaming is also knows who Wilbur and Orville were. They invented the airplane. What are you talking about? Of course they know no who they knows. are. No, they don't. They're, no, they, they don't. They have to know. They don't. They was it on? Was it on? Was know. it on you TikTok? North Carolina was it on license TikTok this place? morning. First in yeah. flight. First in flight. You know, Tony. Come on. Was it on TikTok this morning? If not, they don't know. No, I wasn't on TikTok any morning. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, the Giants top the Packers. Shohei defers big money. And Jeff Saturday joins us for five good minutes. But we begin today with the Miami Dolphins taking a terrible loss at home last night to the Tennessee Titans, allowing the Titans to come back from a 14-point deficit with only four minutes and 34 seconds to go in the game. Tennessee won 28-27 to knock the Dolphins out of their hold on the top seed in the AFC. So, Will Bond, do you come to praise the Titans or criticize the Dolphins? I don't want to just criticize the Dolphins. I want to trash the Dolphins. And let me just start okay. by saying I really like Tua, and I find Tua easy to root for, and I like their coach, and I like his whole backstory and how he is, you know, at the podium after the game and during the week. I just, you know, I, I just like them, the two of them. But I found myself rooting for the Dolphins to lose last night, and now I want to trash them because of nothing that really happened during the game, even though they gave up a lead that you can't just give up because it's been like 50 years since anybody gave up that lead with that little time left. Right. But they're doing right. their stupid choreographed celebrations. And by the way, they were funny in real time. I'm laughing in real time, and then I'm finding myself saying, this is so presumptuous and is so stupid and is so disrespectful of the opponent that the Titans, who I don't care about at all other than Derrick Henry, I hope the Titans come back and beat the Dolphins just because they were such morons during the game with their celebrations. And now, with that football analysis out of the way, I'm sure you have stats for the fine people watching this program, so have at it. I have some stats, but I mean, my, my, I wanted to tell you a story about my cousin Marilyn, who lives in South Florida. She texted me this morning. Her, her son and her grandson went to the game. They're big Dolphins fans. And she told me that with five minutes to go, she sent them a text congratulating them on the Dolphins win. And then she wrote to me, and I'm quoting now, what the hell happened? And what I said to her was, Marilyn, they choked like dogs. And they yeah, need they a wake-up call moment meeting now because their stock is down. I mean, they let a rookie quarterback shred them on two late drives. I'm sure we agree on Tennessee. They're a totally mediocre team. They're on the road. They're down 14 late. They can't win. They've given away the ball in their own red zone twice at that point on a muff punt right in on a bad pitch. And they cannot win the game. The fact that they won the game, this is an unspeakably an terrible loss of the for Dolphins. Miami. It's an terrible. And, and Mike, Miami has only beaten one team with a record currently Winning over 500 record. all year. Yeah. And that's Denver. And when they beat them, Denver was the worst team in the league. And they rolled them for seven points. I would points. take Here's what they got a coming rematch. By. Yes. Three of their next four are Cowboys at Ravens, Bills. No. no Let them they, celebrate through this that. This was bad. Let them do their stupid choreographed celebrations in the end zone through that. 
And, and, you know, like, oh, man, get off my lawn. Like, Tennessee made you get off their lawn. Get off the, get, get off the stage. That was so stupid. Let's move to the Giants beating the Packers. Giants undrafted great quarterback mood, Tommy DeVito started slowly. Finished strong, though, went four for four on that drive that set up the game-winning field goal. Some question, same question, rather, back to you, Tony. Do you come yeah. to praise DeVito and the Giants, or do you want to rip into the cheese heads, which would be just fine with me? Yeah, I, I'm going to do a little bit of both. I'm going to take the position first about Jordan Love, that everybody out there who last week, after he had two or three good games in a row, said he was the heir apparent to Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. And I was one of them. I said it on this show. I think we all ought to take a little step back. He was okay last night. That's the word I'll use, okay. But he wasn't good as DeVito. And nobody ever traded up to the first round to pick Tommy DeVito like they did with Jordan Love because nobody ever picked Tommy DeVito. It's a great story, Mike, that he lives at home with his parents. It's a great story that he grew up a couple of miles from the Meadowlands, but it's a greater story that he's the third-string quarterback, and in the last three games, he has all Ws. He's got seven touchdown passes and one interception. He ran for 71 last night, as well as through. He only missed one pass in the second half, and that was a deliberate throwaway. I, I, I mean, I, I think you celebrate him, even though, and let me state this before I get knocked off the air, the Giants stink, and they've stunk all year. They do. <laughs> Are you allowed to say that? Being from where you're from, I know you were a Jets fan as a kid. Jets but I, you know, Jets you're fan. ripping, you know, Jets. you're ripping a team in New York. So everything's gonna be overstated. DeVito's a great story, Tony. He is a great story right now. Yeah. Right now. Just like yeah. Joshua Dobbs was a great story great. for Minnesota for that's until right. he's not a great story. So that that's the way that goes. That's right. Last night yep. was emblematic of bad football. It is. I mean, it was four teams playing on this Monday night doubleheader, and I guess we're supposed to celebrate because of where we work. We're not celebrating. It was a lot of bad football played. The Giants were not. They were not guilty of that. The Packers didn't play particularly well. Jordan Love didn't play well early. He got himself together late. But that game had a lot of bad football. And the other one we just discussed, the Miami Dolphins, we can't rip them enough for what they did and their demeanor and their arrogance as they pranced around the football field because they thought they had it won and they had nothing won. So, you know, I still am comfortable trashing the Dolphins and sort of trashing the Packers because that's what I do. Let's go to Shohei Otani, and when I give you the story on Shohei, you can trash the Dolphins instead of doing this because you you like to do that and it's fine. By the way, the Giants were really a bad team. One game out of the playoffs. They're in the wild card let's move, race. What are we talking let's move about? to Shohei Otani and his Dodgers contract. Okay. Reportedly, Otani's not taking anywhere near the $700 million during the 10-year life of that contract. He's only taking $20 million in those 10 years and will, will be paid the remaining $680 million over the 10 <laughs> years after the contract expires. Wilbon, what do you make of this unprecedented contract? I, you know, it's, it's a cool story for now. I mean, I'm not going to paint him as the greatest humanitarian because he's passing up the money because he's not. He's deferring it. It's smart. Shohei's smart. He's doing this for down the line, but let's not make it like he's doing it. He didn't say, oh, let's have this in 2087. He's going to get paid in 10 years. It works for the team. It helps them acquire right. somebody who helped 
may help, may help, Shohei do something he's never done so far, which is be in the playoffs, and then he could be, you know, transformational because he'd actually make a playoff game. It's a very cool story. In baseball, this is allowed to happen. I don't think this can happen in the NBA. You can't even defer your money like that. And not at least not having it then be able to be used by your team to sign other people. So good for baseball, good for Shohei. He's making yeah. $45 million a year estimated other ways, again, underscoring his great value. So good for right. him. The Dodgers was smart. He was smart. Thumbs up. Double thumbs up for Shohei. Yeah. Let's see if it helps him get to the playoffs. I mean, I think the first thing you have to say beyond that it's, it's an amazing deal because you never heard of anything like this before. I mean, Tom Brady, for example, would restructure his contract a lot with the Patriots, but not to this degree, not to where he's leaving 97% of his salary off the table and not even drawing interest on it. So it's an amazing deal. You and I, we have to say this, we're not smart enough to understand whether there is a great tax benefit to this. No, we are not no smart idea. enough. No we're not idea. smart enough to understand if 20 years down the road, to do this that. is going to be the greatest thing that ever happened. We're not smart enough to do that. But we're smart enough to say this, that he is allowing the Dodgers to have a lot more money on hand to build a team around him. Because he's smart enough to know from his experience with the Angels that one guy can't do it in baseball. You can't. You got to have more than one person. It's not basketball. It's not hockey. It's not quarterback. And so uh, I find myself rooting for him. And yes, let's not be naive. I believe he makes $50 million at least off the field. And that's going to yep. go up. So he's got money. It is. Anyway, let's take yeah. a break. Unless you want to talk about the Dolphins. Coming up, what's the center's responsibility in determining whether a teammate is offside? We're going to ask Jeff Saturday. Let's make clear, Shohei's not going to need a GoFundMe account. He's not going to need that. No, he's we'll not. We'll also ask no. a North Carolina alum what he sees when he watches Drake May, who just declared for the draft. He got 50 mil a year. He's doing all right, but he's saying, But he's saying to the Dodgers, build smart. a full team. Yeah. Right? And, and the Dodgers knew what was going on. It was smart all the way around. Good for them. Pardon the Interruption is presented by Grey Goose. Vive la vodka. Please sip responsibly. Part of happy hour. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again 
by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Welcome back to Pardon the Interruption, presented by Grey Goose, part of Happy Hour. Let's get back into the NFL with a man whose butt cheeks Peyton Manning <laughs> shouted out to last night, knowing them very well. ESPN NFL analyst Jeff Saturday. Let's start with this. Many people, if not most people, say Kadarius Tony should have checked with the referee as to whether or not he was on sides. The center is on that line. You're the center of the team. As a center, do you know when your receivers are on sides or off sides? You do not. It's it's very difficult to look down the line of scrimmage, especially because your guards and tackles sometimes present obstacles, right? Or the tight end, he gets tight to the line of scrimmage, so you really can't see. And most of the time, they're standing up, so they, they can get a lot closer to the line with their foot encroaching on it, as opposed to somebody who's bent down or in a position like a three-point stance. So you can sometimes tell if, if your guards are getting there, you'll tell them, or your tackles, but very rarely would you be able to see from a receiving wow. perspective. See, Tony, Jeff just taught us something, made us smarter about line play. (laughs) Speaking of which, Trent Williams says that people are slow to give Brock Purdy his flowers because he was the last pick of the draft. Jeff, you, of course, were undrafted. At some point, can people just give it up for undrafted players or does that always stick with you? It sticks with you for a long time. Yeah, I I would say it was year four or five before people really started giving me. And I'd started, you know, I started a couple games as a rookie or three games, I think, as a rookie and then started ever since. Uh, But it is difficult to get that tag off of you. And the truth is, it's because, you know, general managers and, and coaches get a ton of credit for players they bring in, first-round picks that play up to that level or second-round picks. So Pur- Purdy's fighting the good fight right now. Like, he is, you know, no no one's going to lay it out there. Everybody's going to talk about all the talent around him, and, and, you know, deservedly so. He's got a great team. But there are a lot of great players in, in our game who have been surrounded with great talent. That's usually the guys who go to the Hall of Fame, if we're being honest. So uh, it's just part of it. But Purdy has played at an MVP level, irrespective of what everybody else is saying. All right, speaking of people who are slow to get credit, let's talk about kickers for a second. This rookie kicker, Brandon Aubrey. It's insane to go 59 and 60 in the same game. I know the position players are often suspect of kickers, maybe even (laughs) usually, but when you go 59 and 60 and you make all your kicks, all 30 in a season, do they finally give it up? Do they feel differently about the guy at some point? Oh, there's definitely a respect level. Listen, you know, I play with Adam Vinatieri, and, and Vinny, Hall of Famer, you know, you, you are definitely giving credit. But, but the issue isn't about making the kicks. The issue is about practice time. You know what I mean? When they go to training camp and they take their golf clubs with them, right? Like when they, they're just a little <laughs> bit of a different treatment, right? For those punters, kickers, and, and, and long snappers. Right? That's, where, that's where the anger and frustration comes out of, Tony. I mean, I mean Mike, it's not, about, it's not about the position. It's about all the benefits that they get. Now, when it's all on the line, we want that dude to be a dog. And right now, Aubrey has put that thing through and has had an incredible season. Everybody's excited. But there's always that little bit of hate in your heart just because because of the different practice elements that they get that we do not receive. <laughs> Let me tell you, Tony we, would we be a kicker. Tony Kornheiser yes. no, would be a kicker because he's got his damn golf this. clubs with him every day. Everywhere. Even more than I do. 
Everyone. No doubt. Well, and flaunt it. Because, Tony would love to flaunt yeah. it. He'd like throw him over there. As everybody's <laughs> going to team meeting, he'd have him over and be like, see you, fellas. Good luck. Enjoy practice. I'll just <laughs> tell you this. We mentioned Peyton Manning's name before, and you talk about hatred. It was Peyton who called somebody the liquored up kicker, and we used that on this show about 15,000 times. Now, we get you out of here on this. This is sort of a college question for you. North Carolina quarterback Drake May, he has declared for the draft. Many of us haven't seen him play, but you're a Tar Heel. That's where you went yes. to school, so I'm sure you have seen him play. From a center's perspective, what do you see when you watch Drake May? Oh, he's a fantastic football player. Listen, he's got he's got he's got great accuracy. Um, he's a great athlete. I think that's the part that probably goes under discussed for him. You know, his his two years ago, the guy would pull it down. He plays very physical. He's not afraid to put his shoulder down and make some plays uh, with his body. He extends plays. He has an arm that gets the ball wherever it needs to be. Uh, he he will be a very high draft pick, and somebody will be very happy to get him on his team. He's a great leader. Guys rally around him. I have been watching the last couple years. The kid's an absolute stud. Good luck to him, and and uh, I know I'll have a great career here in the NFL. Thank you, Jeff, as always. Thanks so much. Jeff, appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks so and much. We all need, and we all need to thank Peyton Manning taking his shot. This is like the yearly let's take a shot at Saturday last night, right? Like he loves <laughs> it. It's the gift that keeps on giving. You know, I'm just so appreciative. All my questions, all my segments today started with the Manning comments. So appreciate that, P. Thanks yeah. a bunch. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> let's great. take one last break. That's Still great. to come, bad news for Chargers fans involving Justin Herbert. Ugh, ugh. And the Pistons and Spurs, they didn't snap those long losing streaks, Tone. As predicted here, they did not. Wait, I thought you got, whoa, no, 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 no. You said that it was a trap game for Indiana and Detroit could win that game. I said it was a trap game. They could, but I didn't go that far. Yeah, I'm not, not going against my man. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Pardon the Interruption is presented by Grey Goose. Vive la vodka. Please sip responsibly. Part of happy hour. Happy time, people. Happy 73rd birthday, Billy Smith. The Islanders Hall of Fame goalie was the main man in the Nets when the Islanders won four straight Stanley Cups. Smith was backed up by Chico Resch. In 1980, Smith played 20 playoff games. 1981, he played 17. 
1982, he played 18, and in 1983, Smith played 17 playoff games. And in those years, wow. the Islanders beat the Flyers, the Minnesota North Stars, swept the Vancouver Canucks, and swept the Edmonton Oilers for their four NHL titles. In those 72 playoff games, Smith allowed an average of 2.58 goals, but the Islanders, led by Hall of Famers Brian Trottier, Mike Bossy, Clark Gillies, and Dennis Potvan, scored 4.66 goals a game, and the Islanders have not won the Cup since, Mike. Tony, it seems to be the Islanders get forgotten in the middle of that dynastic run because Montreal had four in a row before the Islanders got started, then the Islanders, and then right. Wayne Gretzky and Messier yeah. and Edmonton, yeah. and it seems like they just get sandwiched. And they were a, That was a great run. By the way, isn't that cool to have that kind of run of dynasties in one sport? That's a wow. Yes, yes. Happy anniversary, LeBron James. On this day, 21 years ago, LeBron is a 17-year-old high school senior, made his nationwide TV debut, leading St. Vincent St. Mary to a 65-45 win over number one Oak Hill Academy on ESPN2, where we are off and on. LeBron had 31 in the game. The year before, LeBron's team also beat Oak Hill and their senior star, Carmelo Anthony, in a matchup that established their friendship. 20 years later, LeBron's son, Bronny, and his Sierra Canyon team from California defeated Carmelo's son, Kyan, and his Christ the King team from New York in a TV game. Wow. Kyan is now at Long Island Lutheran. Bronny, medically cleared to play, came off the bench for USC on Sunday, scoring four points and getting three rebounds. That's, that, that is really cool seeing that video. By the way, Tony, when people talk about Oak Hill, we're not talking about in Virginia, the DMV. I mean, that school's right. located closer to Tennessee than it is the yeah. nation's capital. Just a little point of geography for those of you out there. Happy trails to another night of games for the Pistons and Spurs. The losing continues for the two worst teams in the NBA. Well, when you said the Pistons would beat the Pacers, you said it was a trap game for the Pacers no, coming did. out of their effort in the in-season tournament. But Indiana won 131-123, sending Detroit to its 20th straight loss. Ooh. I forgot what you said about San Antonio, Ooh. but they lost their 17th straight game, 93-82 to Houston. The Spurs shot a horrible 5-for-41 from three-point oh. range. Victor oh. Wembanyama, who had 15 points, 18 rebounds, and five blocks, was 1-for-6 from three. The Spurs' 82 points is the fewest for any NBA team this season. The next worst team, your Washington Wizards, Gave up 146 points and lost to Philadelphia by 45. Yeah. Joel Embiid sat yeah. out the fourth quarter. Tony, I'm not sure what you think about this. We haven't discussed it yet. But this revelation that Ted Leonsis and Monumental Sports are going to move the Wizards out of the city. The NBA, a city sport out of Washington, D.C. to Virginia. That is awful. I'm just hearing about this. The reporting in the Washington Post. You're going to take the city sport out of the city. Turn your back on Washington, D.C. and go to Virginia? Really? What does that say to your fan base that has been loyal despite zero years of contention for that franchise for a championship? Really? There must be more to this than I'm missing. Quick to the big finish or you'll miss that. The Lakers will hang a banner to recognize their in-season tournament championship. You okay with that? Maybe. It's not going to be a banner that looks like the 17 championship banners. We'll see what it looks like. Justin Herbert's going to miss the remainder of the season following surgery on his fractured right index finger. Your thoughts? Can't throw a football if your index finger and your throwing hand is bad. Bradley Beal expected to return for the Suns as they host the Warriors tonight. Significant? Good. 
Yeah, but KD's out, so the three of them still won't have played. Booker, KD, and Bradley Beal. Zion at 36. Pelicans beat the Wolves. Was that significant? When he plays, he's great. When he plays. Last one, Connor Bedard and Connor McDavid tonight. What do you expect? Oilers are 9-3 since firing the coach, and the Blackhawks are still pretty bad. I expect a big win by Edmonton. We're out of time. Try and do better the next time. I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Willibon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the podcast on the app or app. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.